Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and I hope you are having a better and healthier day, week, almost month than I am. I probably shouldn't even be podcasting. You're going to catch me sniffling, but at least I have a voice, and if I've got a voice, i got to talk, because I have been almost two weeks without a podcast. I am day 13 on the worst cold of my life, and I have to say, it has definitely tested my resolve. I know I podcasted last week from my sauna. That was the first week where I thought I was just going to, you know, be a little longer than everyone else with the same cold and I was doing my sauna. Well, then actually the sauna, I couldn't even handle the sauna. I was getting so sick to my stomach and it was just, I couldn't even be bothered. Well, then I tried to work every day just a little bit. It's like, okay, well, you know what? I can't spend days in, on end in bed, which is actually in hindsight what I just should have done (laughs) because that's what I'm doing now other than this quick 30 minutes I put myself to bed yesterday I put myself on the couch put myself to bed no work I let all my clients know they're not going to hear me from me till next week I hope no one needs anything drastic because I'm out for the count for the next three days and it's amazing it was an awful day. I've got a sinus infection that is just, my gosh, that they, I can handle almost all the symptoms except for the headache, that pain that no drugs are touching. And so I got to say it was getting a little bit tiresome. But yesterday, I, I let myself say, you're going to do nothing. So immediately I've taken my body out of that sort of uh, fight or flight kind of anxiety that I put myself into thinking I should be accomplishing something. Remember, I'm an achiever, Enneagram, A-type personality. I need to get stuff done. I can be as lazy as the next person. My husband is the first person to tell you that. But I still, I have, my base core line is get the crap done. So sitting around doing nothing is all great for a few days. You're like, oh, I'm actually kind of glad I have a cold because I I can just lie here and rest because I've been overdoing it. Probably while you're sick in the first place. But really after day three, (laughs) I'm just kind of (coughs) like done. I am just freaking done. So day 13, you can't even believe how done I've been the last three or four days. But my husband yesterday started to get very concerned. Now, It's been kind of a tough week in some aspects emotionally around our household. This is the week of the third year anniversary of my mother-in-law's death. And my husband had put it in the calendar and he usually goes and sees her. She's got a little, um, a little, uh, I don't even know what you call them. I'm not Catholic, but her urn and such is in a a Catholic cemetery out in White Rock. And he can go visit her. Her picture's there. It's a little lock case. So it's almost like a little shrine. I hate to use that word, but maybe that's just what it's called. Anyways, it's just a place for for our family to feel that they go and commune with her. Now, not coming from a Catholic upbringing, I'm segueing here, I'm not a huge believer in that because I believe I can commune anywhere. I'm, you know, full gospel type uh, religious background and I don't truly believe in in the landmarks and the physical manifestation. But psychologically, we are geared that way as human beings. So, excuse me, see, there's there's the cold. So there is that, what's the word I'm looking for? That little bit of tradition or recognition when there's a physical presence. Now, some of that may just be prejudice on my part. I'm the first to admit that. 
Because they say those that believe in like ghosts and spirits and energy, it lingers in places where traumatic things have happened. So I'm probably very wrong on this. However, where my prejudice comes from and my belief system for, to a large part is the fact that in the Bible, the Bible so against graven images. In other words, things that we put our focus on physically rather than spiritually. I'm pretty sure that has skewed me somehow in my way of thinking. So that being said, I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily inclined to go visit an urn behind a glass box when I want to talk to mom because I truly believe that she is here. I believe she's one of my team. She was a huge part of my life while she was alive and when I was first dating my husband, she's just a wonderful woman with a great sense of of protection over her family, so there's just no way that I can believe that after passing, she's given that job up. Not for a freaking second. But anyways, that's my belief. Keith, as a Catholic, um, is very much about the ceremony and the fixation on the physical. So in other words, I believe that I can go to church and ask forgiveness for my sins myself and take communion. The Catholics, they've got to go to confession. They just feel that they cannot take communion before that. You know what? It's just, a, it's just kind of a baseline difference of opinion. Is one right or wrong? I definitely am not standing on that soapbox. I'm just comfortable with the I'm good anywhere I am type idea. Anyways, little segue. So it's, it's kind of a tough week. Now, my, the reason I bring that up is my mom, mother-in-law, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of her issues at the end of her life were because of the medical system. She took a long time getting health for some health, help for some health issues. And when she did go into the hospital, she caught a superbug. The reason I mention this is that yesterday was day 12 and now my husband's looking at me going, now I'm getting concerned. He doesn't, he's not a hypochondriac. In fact, his family is the opposite of hypochondriacs. They're kind of ignorant idiots half the time. That, and I tell them that to their faces. Don't think I'm saying it behind their back. I have a, a brother-in-law that almost died of cancer because he really actually thought urinating, urinating blood was something he shouldn't tell his wife. Was it urinating or in a stool? Who is a nurse? <clears throat> so... My family, my married family, in-laws come from a suck-it-up mentality. They drive me insane. Then there's my family that's all about the pharmaceuticals. They don't believe in anything unless a doctor tells them, which drives me just as crazy. So I can't say I really have enlightened family on either side in any way, shape, or form. Um, and they all come to me for answers, and yet they still believe I'm, I'm a woo-woo freak show. It makes me laugh my butt off. So I've got these two sides in my direct contact with my family. But there's my husband looking at me going, you're getting close where I'm taking you to the hospital. He says, do you want doctor or emergency? I says, truly, if we're going anywhere at this point, it's emergency. Where the panic was, was my mucus levels had got to the point that I was choking. I actually couldn't breathe. And it was scaring me. <clears throat> so I was propped up, having trouble sleeping. And I'm living on Mucinex. And besides all my holistic stuff, I'm on actual drugs and they're not getting to the source of some of this stuff. So I was starting to get a little panicked. So yesterday I gave myself permission. I said, you know what? The next three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm sitting in bed. I will do everything I need to do, but I'm resting and I'm giving myself permission to do nothing. Of course, this was a little bit after another lecture from a girlfriend just saying, Shelley, you have fibro. You need to nap in your regular life. And that's all you're doing while you're sick as a dog. I thought, oh, he does have a point. And I had to get back into my sauna. Now, where this led me, and this is where I just, and I heard such a great expression today. That's why I'm podcasting, because I just had to share this. I am researching ionic foot baths. Now, you might be one of those people that just go, it's all woo-woo. 
it's not all woo woo. We are electrical bodies, people. Okay, we run alkaline acidic heat, uh, alkaline acidic. That's just how we run. We are a chemical being. So sitting back in your armchair and saying that's a bunch of uh, shaman woo woo, to me that's just ignorant. I'm sorry. However, what happens is information does not get disseminated properly. So yes, if you take a good ionic foot bath, and I'm not talking these $300 Amazon.com crap that's all built in China where they don't have, and I'm sorry for my Chinese listeners, but you just have to accept that there are certain facts out there in manufacturing. Some of these other countries do not have water electrical type um, protocols <laughs> that North America does. We're very strict over here. A lot of these things are coming into the country and they're just not warranty properly. They're sold off websites that don't have phone numbers and they go out of business and replacement parts you can't get. They're running, uh, you know, what we call dirty electrical currents. Anyways, uh, you get what you pay for. That being said, if you put an ionic, excuse me, device into plain water, it will turn brown. And no one wants to address that issue. I just listened to the most amazing lady on YouTube that did a whole 40-minute presentation in her uh, naturopathic practice. Actually, I think she's even beyond that. She does specialty work with highly autistic children, and she was fascinating. I'll spell out her name for you in just a few minutes. Mavic, I'm not even sure this is her name. It is the institute she works for, and uh, it is the Kling's, Klingheart Institute, and that's Dr. Klinghart, K like Klingon, K L I N G H A R D T. So just to give credit where credit is due, this is where I heard this information from. So it, the whole thing was question and answer. There was a rep from the Ionic Foot Bath Company that she uses that is there, and we're talking two, three thousand dollar machines. Now I have to laugh because a few months ago I looked into getting one. I have an ionic foot bath once a month. It is part of my fibromyalgia protocol that I instigated years ago when I first met my practitioner, April. For those people in British Columbia, Canada that are my listeners, April Farrell is a holistic practitioner. She actually was a trauma nurse for many years. I've recommended her before. Angel Sense Aromatherapy is what her practice is called, but she's very high level, <clears throat> okay? Medical and holistic. And she's a healer. She truly has that gift. Uh, energetically. So right from the beginning, she has been doing, I had to give up traditional massages, even though I had a, a really bad back issue from severe car accidents. Some of that I've had cleared through um, emotion clearing. And some of that has just been dealt with in other ways. She does a lymphatic drain massage on me every month and a 30 minute detox and the mucus and sometimes heavy metals and yeast that comes out of my body sometimes when my immune system's off kilter is amazing. But where people get all weird about is they go, well, it's just hokey because if you put that in straight water, it turns as well. Of course it does. It's an electrical reaction, folks. You put an electrical current through tap water that is full of pollutants and contaminants and minerals. It reacts with the stainless steel and the electrical corrosion and electrical current, and it turns color but not like it does when the body's introduced into that. It's sort of like she kind of described it in one of these videos I watched, like a one-way valve. This electrical current is working with our body's own electrical current and the fact that all of our cells carry an electrical charge. <clears throat> okay? It's kind of like a one-way valve. Stuff just comes out. So this one lady actually made a comment that tap water is fine, where I've listened to a dozen different YouTube and uh, website videos today about using distilled water and the cleaner the better. Well, actually not necessarily because although 
you might not want to put your feet in something that's already polluted when you're trying to deal with your own issues and you don't want to put ionized salt in that stuff. The bottom line is, if you the cleaner the water, the more salt you have to use because those minerals in that crappy water, tap municipal water, is actually creating the electrical current. It's actually, it's, it's the conductor. And like attracts like, so crap attracts crap. I know it's kind of a non-medical term, but it's going to attract through osmosis the stuff in your body doing the same thing. The other reason I really love ionic foot baths is that unlike a lot of cleanses, things holistic and medical, is that it is not internal. You're not, not taking something orally. It is allowing the body <clears throat> fully to participate in the cleanse. Now, I have an infrared sauna. Some of you know that because I've podcasted from it, actually, in fact. And it's a big part of my cleanse. But there are days when I'm feeling, when I feel off or I'm really sick like I am right now. Even the heat and the sweat generated from that from 30 minutes is almost more than I can handle. So I find it very hard. Whereas when I've had an ionic foot bath, all I do is feel relaxed and I want to nap. Now, some people, again, are kind of like, okay, we'll exhaust you. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, no, yeah, you should. Do it in the afternoon or evenings and then freaking go to bed. Relax. Your body needs to relax. We live in a society, in a world that is so stressful, both all the technology that's coming at us through our eyes, noise, chemicals through our skin, our food, our water, we are bombarded 24-7. So any time that you can do something for your body that reverses any of that or causes you to rest, I say yay team, okay? So <clears throat> here is the expression I heard that got me on. And by the way, I will do a podcast on the product that I'm going to buy because I am going to buy it. I have made a decision. This is something that will help my quality of life. I don't believe just having it once a month at my girlfriend April's is enough. Um, but bo bottom line is, you know, it's $30, $40 a session uh, from just about any practitioner for our, our ionic foot bath. And then on top of the cost, which isn't exorbitant, it's just the time factor. I don't have the time to spend three hours going back and forth to an appointment three times a week. Their machines, by the way, in their in a good practice, run three to five thousand dollars. I highly recommend them being American-made, nothing imported. And what I need to do my research is on analog versus digital. Eighty-five percent to ninety percent of the products on the market are digital, but our bodies are analog. So that is my next area of research. I will get back to you. And my Living Well <clears throat> website, which is Facebook Living Well Eight. And, or if you go to livingwellwithshell.ca, it forwards to that for the time being until our website's up and running. Th I will have a recommendation on there. So I don't have my unit purchased yet. I am, haven't fully decided. But luckily when I went, I got segued about what I was doing, wasn't I? Months ago when I started the research, I'm looking at three to $500 units on Amazon. And my good girlfriend, Terry, was inquiring, you know, what I had found out. Well, I went back to April and she went, oh my gosh, no, don't touch those. You don't understand this thing you're using here right now is $5,000 US. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Now I panicked, didn't have that kind of money, walked away. But after day 13 of understanding how badly I can get sick because I'm already dealing with a compromised immune system and a chronic illness, I've decided to, it was, to, it's time to take my energies and, and go back and doing this research. What this doctor had to say was really kind of interesting. Right out of the gate, she talks about people with chronic illness. Now, she started her entire practice years ago because she had a son 
her and her husband had a son that had development issues. And I, I kind of assumed it was autism, but it could have been something slightly different. So she talks about, and you know, I, I'm a big believer in this for health or business, because I know I focus a lot of stuff on health and, and not finances and business in my podcast lately, because I guess that's what I'm dealing with. So <clears throat> I tend to talk about and research what interests me or what is relevant to me. It's human nature. But whether you're building a business or you're building a, your health, it's kind of the same deal. If chronic illness is sort of like a business going bankrupt, the house is burnt to the ground. What does modern medicine do? We start throwing stuff at the house to rebuild. Now, whether that's internal medicines, we've thrown good money after bad, we start hiring the wrong people, really doesn't matter. This, this is our knee-jerk gut reaction. Instead, we need to be more like the fire investigator. We need to find the cause of the fire and clear out the rubble. That was the most profound statement I'd heard today on all these two hours of videos that I've watched. And <clears throat> it's all on my chest today. Luckily, the sinus headache is really reduced today. Still got a bad ruddy nose and I feel like crap, but it's my chest that's heavy now. And the infection in my sinuses seems to have uh, really cleared up. I actually went off, segueing again, I know. I went off to my essential oils because I had run out of uh, eucalyptus started looking for anything else regarding these sinuses, realizing that I keep a, a, an oil in the house from Young Living called Raven. It's a blend. I use it for my husband's snoring. I don't know why it works, but it does. It worked until the point that he gained so much weight that nothing helps now. He's just got to deal with that. But when his weight was uh, under control, more or less, it really helps with the snoring. But what I didn't realize, because I wasn't using it for its actual purpose, it's actually severely antibacterial and antiviral, and it's for sinus congestion and infections. It's like, oh! So yesterday, not only did I give myself permission to rest, I'm still on my penicillin. I so far am refusing to go on any super drugs. But I also, my body just needs a, a fighting chance. I'm not fighting this, whatever it is. I started with the oils, inhaling through my nose, put them in my bath. Well, this morning I woke up and my sinus congestion was all clear. It's like, oh, thank heavens. Because it was still infected despite being on the amoxicillin. Anyways, <clears throat> sorry. So uh, so yesterday I gave my permission, self-permission to rest and I started doing that and I woke up this morning and I could breathe at least despite the runny nose. So this expression of, of uh, getting clearing the rubble was so profound for me. I know it seems kind of simple, but it was very profound for me. And the reason for that is... My own doctor, Dr. Michael Bastian, I've spoken of him many times. He's a naturopath here in Burnaby, British Columbia. His speciality is uh, botanicals, and he treats my fibro. He put me on a drug n uh, a number of months ago that I wouldn't have been able to be a test subject for if I had been one of those fibro patients on a handful of pharmaceuticals. He needed someone like myself that was coping as naturally as possible and wasn't taking medication because this drug wouldn't work if it was being interfered with with other stuff. Now, that got me thinking, listening to this doctor on this particular um, video I was watching. She got talking about our nervous system. So we have a sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. What can happen in people that have chronic illness, autoimmune disorders, that sort of thing, we are, our sympathetic nervous systems have cranked into fight or flight all the time. It, it exhausts us adrenally and it has just a, just a huge amount of side effects. And if it goes on for too long un, unchecked, 
we never kick back into the parasympathetic way that our body is supposed to work. As well, we start getting blockages. Now, I talk about blockages lots of times when I'm talking about emotional blockages, when I talk about Dr. Bradley Nelson and clearing stuff, but that can actually happen in our body cellularly as well. Medications, nutrition, lots of types of things that people are trying to use in order to get better don't work. And then people start doing YouTube videos about how this is a scam and this is that. Because there's a lot of people that bodies are so backed up and have such severe issues that the nutrients aren't absorbing any longer. They've got leaky gut. Or they have been on pharmaceutical drugs for so long that their opiate receptors in their brains are causing all sorts of signals that are an issue all through the body. So they're not absorbing new medications. So what this doctor started with was the fact that she had this child that for years they just threw medication at them. She was diagnosed, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Nothing was working. She made a decision one day that she was going to stop it all. That her and her husband were going to quit trying to fix this child and get him well. That this is, he was sick. This, this was his diagnosis. And they were going to live and love him just the way he was. Fabulous mentality as far as I'm concerned. However, the medical doctor she was seeing called her in a very short period of time to say, I have one more thing. I know, I know this is, you made this decision, but we got this ionic foot bath in. I have no clue what it does or if it'll work, but I would really like to use your son as a test subject. Long story short, right from the get-go, he started showing improvement after every single session. That led her to a lifetime career of trying to understand about cleansing the body so that it can be receptive two therapies and medications and nutrition. Okay? I just want to make sure you all caught that. About clearing the body of toxins and buildups and blockages in order to make the body receptive to other things. To, to help, basically. Because when our parasympathetic ner nervous system is not kicked in and we're running on fight or flight all the time, we start having hormone imbalances, cardiac issues, metabolic issues, which means weight gain or weight loss because we can't maintain a, a normal healthy body weight, serious inflammation, and our body actually loses the ability to detoxify. That is something that our liver, kidneys, and gallbladder and such, they all need to be doing their thing. And when we have gone into chronic illness or have overdone, over filled our bodies with pharmaceuticals or many years of other types of stuff. It could be a mi million things. I'm not a doctor. Our body actually has no ability to detoxify. Now, I've spoken many times probably on the fact that I have terrible skin. Um, I'm not an unattractive woman. I look pretty good for 51, but I have hormonal acne. And I was never a teenager with acne, so it's really tough to deal with as an adult. And I've had it for 20 years. It's just gotten really bad now that I'm in perimenopause. Really bad. And I have to say, it's, it's really just, some of it's just vanity. It's so, such a pain in the arse. But one thing my girlfriend always says to me, and she does have a point, sometimes it's better that the skin is detoxifying than it being held inside and breaking down my liver or my gallbladder or something like that. And so I, I do try and focus on that positive, but when you're looking in the mirror and always having to you know deal with it and cover it up and blah, blah, blah. Now, the one thing that's awesome about this cold, I've been in amoxicillin for 12, 14 days now. My skin all cleared up. But I can't live on drugs like that. So there's something in my body that's detoxing or having a hormonal um, reaction. 
I keep hoping it'll clear up when I go through menopause. So she was talking about this, about clearing out the body. And I'm a big believer in that kind of stuff. I'm a big believer in cause and effect. I'm not a band-aider. A lot of our whole Western world is about band-aiding. You go to the doctor. Like, I would go to the doctor right now. But all my GP, my, my medical doctor is going to do is put me on something to break up my mucus, uh, hydrocortisol cream because I've got a viral rash all over my body. I, am, I was clawing myself alive five days ago until my husband got me on some Benadryl. And I'm taking, so now, I'm, now that it's calmed down, I'm just into the bath with some tea tree oil and some baking soda to calm it down. It will stop once I'm well, but I'm just kind of dealing with symptoms. I understand that. But the medical system, they're not looking to see why my immune system's in the toilet, why I'm reacting so severely. Now, this cold for the average person is taking 10 days. I just have to accept that as a person with a compromised immune system, it's amazing that I'm only in day 14. But let me tell you, that's all great until you've, you're on this side of that fence and 14 days is two weeks of my life. And honestly, I can't work. I can't think. I'm just miserable. So although I'm not, I haven't been really sick an ex exponentially longer time than the average person, my severity is really bad. Even people around me that have had the cold are commenting now because it's going on. And I was getting sicker. At day 10, I was still getting sicker. I wasn't getting better. <laughs> okay. Hence the day in bed yesterday. The symptoms just kept coming, uh, the uh, infections, the mucus, the congestion, the cough. It was getting worse. So one of the points this doctor was making was about the blockages in the body and clearing it out. And by the way, right out of the gate, this does not happen overnight. Four to six months, eight months for her son. They cleansed him for eight months before even doing testing on him. And that's blood work where they're checking for pathogens. And actually, as it turned out, he had a high, high viral pathogen marker. It's a technical medical term, and I, I don't really truly understand all of it, so I'm not going to try and explain it to, to my audience. I'm sorry. But the bottom line was he they were able to find some of the issues that some of them were genetic for him, and he has seen tremendous, tremendous growth. He went from not speaking to being five and not potty trained to fully sentencing and communicating and being able to have a life. Now, to what level he functions, I, I really don't know. But just listening to her story, it was, you know, we're talking almost just having a body in your home that was not interacting. It didn't make eye contact. This child didn't speak. This child, you know, basic body functions weren't, weren't being handled. To becoming a child that I guess some of us would consider an example, maybe a high-functioning autistic child. Now, I used to work with special needs, so I speak of this quite casually because and I, and I hope I don't come across as being unfeeling. It's just that these are just medical facts. And um, I've dealt with these children a large part of my younger life. And it's just sort of normal for me. I, I don't consider it odd or out of the ordinary. And I don't consider them weird. So uh, the world is the way it is. And I just have an acceptance. So how she termed it was when these things, when our bodies have got these blockages, we they, they ha she calls them checkpoint issues. issues. So... If these issues show up, then medications and nutrition that we're taking can't be utilized. The body literally can no longer access what you're giving it. So she has become a huge believer in ionic foot baths. That's the, that's the bottom line of how this all kind of became because she discovered in her practice that there were so many people with these chronic issues that were having transportation issues within their body. In other words, the chemical um, message wasn't, was, it wasn't being received. Everything in the body is not firing as it's supposed to. And again, you notice I'm saying chemical, electrical, 
these are facts about us physically. So someone's saying that electricity doesn't affect us. Well, if it didn't affect us, if you touch an open wire, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't get shocked and have a zap or have a heart attack and da da. So it's like, come on, guys, everyone, get out of your boxes and start thinking with an open mind. You need to take a little bit of knowledge and expand upon it, and not take a little bit of knowledge and ignore the rest to support an ignorance point of view. And I know I get very blunt about this, but sometimes getting offended is the only way that people change their minds. They just say, that broad is a nut bar. But then they think about me. I've had this happen. And they'll come back six months later, email, phone call, whatever. And it's like, Shelly, I need to have a chat with you about something you told me. It's like, really? Not the first time I've heard this. So yes, I might get a little bit offensive sometimes, but I truly believe the lack of knowledge is just bait baseline ignorance in my world. In fact, I've got a whole podcast about my last weekend. Um, I did the Rule 1 investing course. It was it's so hard. It was so in-depth. It was so spectacular. And I also learned a lot about economies. And unfortunately, the good, the bad, and the ugly all go together. And it was a very interesting change of perspective for me. So I, I learned some stuff. I'll podcast on that later. So we're talking about the transportation issues in the body. We have blocked receptors. So it's just like having a log jam on a river. Literally, um, we're not, our bodies aren't doing what they're supposed to because our bodies are designed to rest and digest, rest and digest. Okay. Uh, I had a coaching business for a little while. I have a, um, certificate in weight loss and, uh, and nutrition. And my program was called LEM, learn, eat, and move. Okay. But the learning part I feel is one of the most important because knowledge is power. You need to learn what your body needs, what to eat, and how to move it most effectively for you because everybody is different. Everybody is different. What she was finding was that when she was doing these huge detoxification um, segments or periods of time, that systemically people's bodies were coming back online. Well, I've had this experience in my own life, so it it really wasn't a stretch for me. And it happens with ionic versus uh, internal processes because, again, if you're log jammed, taking more stuff internally, even if it's stuff that's good for you or you're doing a, uh, you know, a nutritional detox and cleansing the, the liver or the colon, bottom line is if you have a truly, truly blocked system, the impact may be very minimal on some of those pro- uh, programs and processes. So four to six months, I mean... This is quite serious and people just don't want to wait that kind of time. She doesn't even introduce new nutrition until they've done a minimum four-month detox and done a blood panel to see where things are at. Do you have parasites? Do you know, do you, <laughs> whatever it is she's testing for, all these markers. And that's all medical, not my area of expertise. It's just I would like to make sure I give you enough information to ask to get you to question because let me tell you how amazing it is to have a conversation with a doctor when you have knowledge. I drive my GP crazy. My naturopath loves me, okay? Because we compare ideas and he doesn't pretend he's God. My GP pretends he's God and that I'm an idiot. That's fine. Do you know what? I go to him. He's a great doctor in in his, you know, in the what he's is expected to be in this day and age in this type of um, Canadian medical system. But he is pushing drugs and he's trained by the pharmaceutical companies and that's just a whole nother machine of, of ignorance that I don't want to get into right now. But I go to him when I know I need something. So if I know that I'm fighting bronchitis or I know that there's a drug that like my hormone medication or whatever, 
then I go to him for my refills because I have to. But I certainly don't take everything he says as gospel. Because even he has a, or she has a skewed view of the world and in, in their own training and in their own ignorance and in their own belief structure. Okay, we're all, that's just, again, human nature. Back to human nature. We're all the same people. We all think we're right. All have our own way of looking at the world. And the question is, can we see beyond that? Can we ask why? Can we learn more? And that is not part of our medical practice in North America. We're not about the why. They're the, the leading edge doctors out there right now, man, are the ones that are working with the medical system and the holistic system and trying to marry the two. And they are showing great success. And I believe they're visionaries in what medical will look like a hundred years from now. And I applaud them absolutely applaud them. So I'm going to go off and do some more research. I will be in the next couple of weeks buying an ionic foot bath. It will be a huge expense. So I will definitely in my neighborhood, open it up to my friends and family to help me pay for it. And uh, I hope I, I see some real results because I don't ever want to see two weeks of my life go by like this again. And I've really got to start paying attention. I guess I was getting a little bit complacent thinking that um, there was, uh, it couldn't get worse. <laughs> oh, it really, really, truly can. And as much as I love the rule one investing course, and I'm glad I did it, it, I'm sure it's what contributed to my relapse. I should be coaching with my coach all this week and I'm having to put them off. I lost my voice the other day for two days. Ah, my husband thought that was fabulous. Um, <laughs> yes, I am the talker and communicator in this marriage. And it was just a time, you know, we were in a three-hour time difference east to west coast. And so I was up at five, six in the morning for three days in a row when I was just barely feeling better and, you know, power napping at every break. Thank heavens I didn't fly to Atlanta, Georgia like I had planned on. I at least realized right at the onset, kind of in August, that flying to there in September for the first course, I was not going to get the most out of it. I would have loved to have been there for the interaction and to meet the people and have, I just love that experience. But I have to be clear that I lack energy and I need to rest. Having a travel itinerary, having a um, intense learning experience and a three hour time difference none of, and struggling with food intake because I'm a celiac and how I eat for nutrition was probably going to cause more stress on me than I could handle and I that would have been a wasted weekend and I was absolutely right even just staying home and doing it in the comfort of my own home power napping when I could uh, I crashed again on Monday and was so sick by Sunday afternoon that my husband's like what did you do to yourself eh, well you know so I'll go into a little more on that next time you guys have a, all have a great day and I will catch you on the flip side thank you for joining me here today and if you subscribe to my podcast you won't miss a thing Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.